Oh, this is incredible. I can't believe this. Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, we're back, and so are you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Good Hockey Podcast and Pucklets.ca. I am geared up off a couple of espressos right now. How about you, Chuck? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just finished up uh, getting this list compiled, so I'm looking forward to run through it with you. Lit. How's everything going for fantasy with you this week? Uh, good. Check out my screen. The category splits are positive yep. in pretty much every league except for our keeper right now, but I'm not really worried about that because I have a lot of games upcoming, I believe. Let's just check this matchup. Yeah, I have five games more than my opponent by the end of the week, and we're only both 16 in, so I'm not tripping too hard about that 4-5 to five split. And yeah. the only other one that's kind of close is a 5-5 to five split in a public league, so across the board, otherwise... Not bad at all, yeah, actually. Well, not bad at all. It's pretty good. That's, yeah, I was about to say, pretty, pretty damn good. All in all. Yeah, team looking pretty strong. Not feeling very confident about a trade I recently made in the Keeper League. Moving out a glass cannon, Max Pacioretty, one for one for Anthony Duclair, only days before yeah. Claude Giroux is picked up by the Florida Panthers, uh, potentially trivializing Duclair's deployment. Let's just check and see what Daily Faceoff is saying for the Lions right now. Duclair's still in the top six, but and on the first power play, so it should be okay. Yeah, yeah, they're they're running with five forwards on the first power play right now. Right. <laughs> it is a stacked power play. <laughs> so we'll see about that. I guess that's just because Ekblad is out, huh? Yeah. Damn. Unfortunately, Panthers look. That sick. breaks my heart. Uh, after we record this pod, Charlie, do you have time to go through? couple other episodes like maybe another power rankings and a i don't know a couple other lists i could probably do a couple lists all right cool let's just get into the stream strategy which is designed to help you find maximum value in the upcoming nhl schedule for fantasy hockey streaming means picking up players for a short period of time to maximize the starts in a given matchup week we have compiled a list of players that we deem are worth consideration to pick up for the rest of the week. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or YouTube. Thank you oh, for yeah. all of us, or all of you that have been checking us out there. And the recent followers on Reddit, that's been nice. Let's just jump right into this week's schedule. The Thursday and Saturday are your all nights for this weekend. That means more than half of the teams in the league are playing. And Friday and Sunday, those are uh, your lesser. They're not off. They're not on nights. Friday's an off night, so less than half the teams in the league are playing. And Sunday is a midnight, so exactly half the teams in the league are playing. Thursday, ten eight games. games. Saturday, twelve games. Friday, five. Sunday, eight. So you're trying to hit that Friday-Sunday split to maximize starts. That means good schedules for this weekend are the Arizona Coyotes, the Buffalo Sabres, Colorado Avalanche, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, Minnesota Wild, Montreal Canadiens, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Winnipeg Jets. In particular, we like the Pittsburgh Penguins who have two games, including 
one off night on Friday and one midnight on Sunday. Same schedule going on here for the Arizona Coyotes and the Buffalo Sabres, as well as the Colorado Avalanche. A lot of good value there. The Red Wings, the, the Panthers, the Wild, the Canadians, and the Islanders, as well as the Flyers and the Lightning, all have three games this weekend, but none of them are on a off night. So none of them are that Friday. Mm, yeah. Bad schedules. The Anaheim Ducks only have one game. It's on Saturday. The Blackhawks have two games on Thursday and Saturday. And the Ottawa Senators have two games on Thursday and Saturday. Seattle Kraken only one game on Saturday as well. As always, all of our information is sourced from Yahoo Public Leagues, The Score, Frozen Tools, and DailyFaceOff.com. Charlie has just made a note here. Both Chicago and Ottawa are weaker after the trade deadline, and streaming is not as considerable from this team. Indeed. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would not be looking to to stream from either of them unless they had like a five game schedule in a week, you know. Well, definitely not with this schedule, but I do think that the trade deadline opens up opportunities for other players to get a shot. For example, Axe Formanton is probably going to be guaranteed a top six forward for the Ottawa Senators for the rest of the year. Yeah. With the leaving of Nick yeah. Ball and yeah. He should, yeah, should be up on that first power play as well. Pretty much resident guy on those two lines now. Okay, the podcast version of the stream strategy is supposed to be efficient. So we're just going to pick a couple of players from all of the good teams this week. If you want to see the full stream strategy, you need to follow us on Reddit. Charlie, can you take us through the streamers? Sure, starting off with the Arizona Coyotes. I'm going to hit Nick Schmaltz right away. Season ranking of 264, rostered in 47% of leagues. He's on that first forward line, first power play unit with no PK time. I'm also liking Shane Ghosty Bear. Season ranking of 230, rostered in 49% of leagues. He's on the first forward line, first power play unit, and first PK unit. These are pretty much deployment plays. I mean, Shane Ghosty Bear has been pretty good all season long, mm-hmm. uh, really getting some power play points. Uh, which is what was the most surprising part. And Nick Schmaltz just went god mode a couple weeks ago, so you could maybe hope for something similar from him over the coming weekend. Yeah, dude, I picked up Ghosty Bear a few weeks ago in the Keeper just to kind of stream him for the week, and he was just touching the replacement value level. Yeah. And I haven't really found any reason to drop him or any better replacement than him, so... Go try and take a flyer on Shane Gosiever because it might be more than just a flyer. It's a good chance that he ends up staying on your roster. Uh, yeah, I agree. I with noticed you, there. you do have. I do want to go through these quickly, but Alex Galchenyuk is playing on the first line center for the Arizona yep. Coyotes as well as second power play. So that's a pretty good deployment with someone who's definitely very low rostered, only three percent. Three percent. Yeah, three percent yeah, rostered. So yeah. Okay. Buffalo Sabers, Charlie. What's up with them? Rinse and repeat with them. Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck. These guys are on the first line, first power play unit. Thompson and Tuck have first PK deployment as well. I'm going to touch on those guys in particular. Tage Thompson with a season ranking of 105, rostered in 53% of leagues. Still relatively low for somebody who's cracking the top 100 players. I'm expecting this number to to start soaring, but who knows? You know, kind of a first-year no-name player on the Buffalo Sabres. Maybe people don't have faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Alex Tuck, season ranking 392, rostered in 24% of leagues. First forward line, first power play unit, first PK. 
he did miss half the season, the first half the season. So his season ranking is much higher than you would expect it to be. Uh, recently, he's been playing close to around a point per game player, getting a couple shots and a couple hits a game. He's really just a great fantasy player. I'm not going to lie. I agree, especially for streaming. And they do have the Friday Sunday split, which is ideal, but I don't really love their matchups. No, me neither. I was looking at maybe going for Jeff Skinner tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, March the 23rd, in which the Buffalo Sabres are matched up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was just thinking, uh, I don't think Jeff Skinner is going to have a good look on this first line with Tate Thompson and Alex Tuck against Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, and Raquel or Rust. Ryan Rust. Or, oh, re- apparently Rodriguez is on this first line right wing in Pittsburgh right, right now. Right, right. Yeah, but anyways, that is right. Uh, yeah, I just decided it's probably not a good matchup, so probably not a good opportunity yeah. to stream him right there. So I'm kind of hesitant there. Yeah. Let's move on to the... They do have a, a rough week of matchups. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. These are They're up against three Goliaths. Let's move over to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, well, Valerie Nachuskin still on the first forward line, second power play unit, no PK time. He's got a season ranking of 141, rostered in 45% of leagues. I also want to give Josh Manson a bit of a try. He's got a season ranking of 498, rostered in 12% of leagues. He plays on their second defensive line and no power play unit, but he does get PK deployment. And then obviously Pavel Francouz, season ranking 98, rostered in only 36% of leagues. He is their backup goalie, but he's clearly showing that he can play net well. I would just monitor the, the starting lines for the Colorado Avalanche to see when uh, when he's going to play this weekend. Yeah, man, I have been trying to get Valeri Nachushkin from you for a while now. I know. I think... I, I don't want to give him up no i i think it would cost a lot i was thinking about sending you evander kane for him one for one and i had to stop myself wow. and i was like i am overhyping valeria nachushkin right now i think yep. with landis injury it is a guarantee that valeria nachushkin will if not be on this first line and get uh, uh there is potential for him to get swapped by burakovsky but he'll be a top yep. six forward on the Colorado Avalanche and have a good opportunity to at least be on the first power play unit, at the very least the second power play unit. Yeah, I agree with you there. But in saying all this, he definitely doesn't have the same value as Evander Kane, who's who's guaranteed in that spot, and you know with McDavid and Drysaddle, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, and he he throws hits and blocks the occasional shot. Well, Nachushkin's not really known for that. Dude, Eric Johnson completely losing his value. I am holding him in the good fantasy hockey league still because he provides some peripherals. However, yeah. he's not even on a power a penalty kill in Colorado anymore. No. I know. Instead they've thrown him on the second unit or no maybe i maybe i read that jack wrong. johnson is on the second unit oh my gosh yes and eric he's getting almost no time yeah eric johnson is pulling on the third pair with no special teams deployment so that early season rush from him when wow. he was a sub 100 player for a little bit is uh, it's gone obviously yeah there's no deployment left to try and back up any opportunity for him to come back from that so let's just move on to the detroit red wings 
The Detroit Red Wings, I'm looking at Philip Zadina, season ranking of 5'11". He's rostered in only 2% of leagues, playing on the first line with Raymond and Larkin. He's got second power play time, no PK time. So he's just, you know, purely an offensive forward. This is a, de a deployment play on Zadina. I also like Philip Ronick. Season ranking 436, rostered in 16% of leagues. He's on their second defensive line, second power play, and PK units. He, he had a really slow start to the season, but over the last couple of weeks has been performing fairly well. He had a couple of power play points the other night, so I'm liking Philip Ronick right now. If he stays hot, he's definitely somebody I'm going to keep my eye on for the next, the next couple of weeks. Okay, sure. Let's just scoot right ahead to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short. Florida is going to be really tricky to stream from for a long time. The highest value forward that we're looking at here is Mason Marchment on their third line, second power play with no PK time. Season ranking of 189, rostered in 22% of leagues. Aside from that, I'm looking at Gustav Forsling. He's got a second defensive line deployment with no uh, special team deployment. I also like Lucas Carlson. He's on their first defensive line with no special teams deployment. Strictly deployment plays if you're looking for defense. And then Spencer Knight, season ranking of 225, rostered in 46% of leagues. Again, he's the backup goalie, so just be monitoring starting lines to see when he's going to play, if, if you're going to look to pick him up. The Minnesota Wild, three games, including a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. Who do we like from them? I like Matthew Boldy still. He has cooled off since his super hot start uh, at his NHL debut. But he's got a season ranking of 375, rostered in 23% of leagues, second forward line, second power play unit, no PK time, still gets a good amount of shots per game and the occasional point. He always has, or after, you know, a couple of really explosive games, I, I just think he still has the potential to put up a 3-4 point night somewhere along the line. Also, Jacob Middleton, a new addition to the Minnesota Wild. He's got a season ranking of 555, rostered in 3% of leagues. He's on their first defensive line and second PK unit. If you're looking for blocks and hits, this is this is great value yeah. from Jacob Middleton. Yeah, I actually like that deployment a lot, and that's some pretty yeah. good value at only 3% rostered. Montreal Canadiens up next. They've got three games as well, looking like a bit of a rough schedule, but... yeah. Do we see any value for streamers? There is some value because Cole Caulfield is rostered at only 64%. When I was looking at these lines, I checked his, his availability just because, you know, if it was in the 80% or whatever, obviously it's a little far out of the way for streaming. But at 64%, there's still plenty of opportunity. First forward line, first power play unit. He's over a point per game since Martin St. Louis took over behind the bench. I also like Josh Anderson up on that first line, first power play. Season ranking of 381, rostered in 14% of leagues. And finally, Joel Edmondson, first defensive line and first PK unit, no power play time. He's rostered in 1% of leagues with a season ranking of 877, but that's because he's only played three games so far this year. New York Islanders, three games as well. These, these guys just don't produce, but do you see I, I anything know. from the Islanders? Brock Nelson, first forward line, first power play unit, rostered at 33%, season ranking 170. Zidane Chara, first forward, our first defensive line, second PK unit, rostered in 1% of leagues. You know, if you're looking for hits or blocks, Chara on the first line could get you a whole bunch of those. 
And I also don't mind Bovillier, first forward line, second power play unit, rostered at only 8% of leagues, or rostered in only 8% of leagues. Yeah, depending on how many peripheral categories your league is considering, you might want to take a look at Ryan Pollock, who has been very solid for me over the past little stretch. Kind of being that replacement for Eric Johnson in terms of deployment and production. No points in the last two games. But in the last six games, he's got three points, including a goal and two assists. He's good for something in the peripherals, at least a hit and a couple blocks or vice versa. A game, yeah. maybe getting you a shot. I mean, uh, yeah. He'll take a shot. So you can't hate a it. Shot. Yeah. He's got good deployment to second, second defensive line, second power play unit for his PK. So he gets lots of ice time. All right. Philly. No, New York. Iron, New York Rangers. Looking at the New York Rangers, I still like Alexi Lafreniere because he's still on that first line alongside Zibanejad and Kreider. Rostered in 26% of leagues is a little high for a season ranking of 401. He also gets second power play unit. Frank Vetrano, who's a new addition to the Rangers, is playing on their second forward line, second power play unit. Rostered in 7% of leagues alongside Panarin is crazy. And I'm also going to recommend Georgiev. Season ranking of 423, rostered in 4% of leagues. He's their backup goalie. So once again, just monitor starting lines. Mm -hmm. Philly Flyers. Kevin Hayes has the most value on this team. He's on their first forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit, rostered in only 7% of leagues. Season ranking of 611. I also like Travis, Travis Konechny. Season ranking of 199, rostered in 24% of leagues, first forward line, second power play unit, and Cam York. Season ranking of 809, rostered in 1% of leagues, he's on their first defensive line and second power play unit. I personally am not really looking to stream anybody from the Philadelphia Flyers, but I know Flyers fans are sad about the Giroud trade, so if you're looking for a reason to get excited about the game, maybe the young defenseman Cam York on your team is a great way, you know, something like that. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a good schedule, and streaming legend Evan Rodriguez is back on the first line playing right wing, Sidney Crosby in the middle, and Jake Gensel on the left. Brian yeah, Ross e has got been a... moved down to the second line right wing, Kapanen, Jeff Carter, and Ricard Raquel are your third line. I don't know how long this will last, but... Currently, last update, March 23rd at 11.20 a.m., which is today, Evan Rodriguez. He's on the first line. Yep. That's a lot of value That's to the... playing with Sid the Kid at only 30% 30, 30 oh, yeah. rostered, season ranking of 101. Anything else from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Charlie? Uh, I don't mind, I don't mind like Danton Heinen. He's rostered at 2% on that second forward line. He doesn't get any special teams deployment, though. Uh, otherwise, Michael Matheson, he's on the second defensive line and second power play units. He's only rostered at 10%, and that second power play unit does look pretty strong, so I don't mind him. Cool. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning? Three games back-to-back -back Saturday, Sunday. I saw you picked up Brandon Hagel in the good fantasy hockey league. That makes me a little sad that I, I couldn't did. get to him first. Yeah, he's only rostered at 11%. He's on the second forward line with Palat and Point. No power play time right now, but I expect him to slot into the second unit at some point in the next week or so. Uh, I also don't mind Eric Chernak. He's on the second defensive line, first PK, rostered in only 6% of leagues. He's good for defensive stats like blocks and hits. And again, if you're looking for, for a goaltender, Brian Elliott, rostered in 5% of leagues, 
on Tampa Bay. It's a stacked team. Yeah, he'll likely it's just the backup goalie. He could yeah. get a start against Detroit or the Islanders, either of which yep. is that's a good start for him. I agree. The final team for this weekend's stream strategy is the Winnipeg Jets. Three games in the next four days, including a Thursday, Friday back to back. Who on the Winnipeg Jets has value? Josh Morrissey, first defensive line, first power play unit, first PK unit, mm. season ranking of 158, rostered in only 55% of leagues. Mm. He gets hits, he gets blocks, he gets shots, he gets power play points, he gets points. Josh Morrissey is a great defenseman. He just had a slow start alongside the Winnipeg Jets as an organization. I also like uh, superstar, NHL superstar, Zach Sanford, rostered in 1% of leagues on the third forward line and second power play units, also getting first power play deployment. All right. As always, information is sourced from Yahoo Public Leagues, The Score, Frozen Tools, and DailyFaceoff.com as of March 23rd at 3, no, 1.30 p.m. All right, Charlie, what's your weekend stream strategy well i'm already holding nichushkin so i don't need to say i'm going to stream him because yeah. i'm just holding on to him but uh, nichushkin would be somebody i'm looking at same thing with boldy looking to pick him up thursday maybe drop him friday saturday and pick him up sunday if i need it mm -hmm. uh, i'm also looking at lafreniere looking to pick him up thursday maybe i have an open roster spot and he seems to have some good value some good deployment there also looking at him potentially on sunday and uh, as you just said, I picked up Brandon Hagel earlier today in preparation for the weekend because I didn't want him to get scooped up uh, in the good fantasy hockey league. Guys are guys are vultures in that league. They get in there quick. Mm. Personally, I'm also looking at Matt Boldy. I know that he's taken in leagues that we're active in. So then I'm going to be taking a look at Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, or Alex Tuck, even though I don't love their matchups. I like their value. As mentioned oh, yeah. in the last episode, I'm currently streaming streaming Yegor Sharangovich, and I also managed to get up Nico Hishir, who hit the waiver wire in the good fantasy nice. hockey league. Uh, they both got me two points last night against the New York Rangers. Yeah, that was a good night. I gotta expect that they will cool down tonight versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I use another one of my pickups on Peter Mrazek, who was dropped to the waiver wire after uh or yeah who dropped to the fantasy waiver wire after he hit the real waiver wire yeah and i just think leafs goalies are bullish i'm bullish on leafs goalies right now shawgren was great i hit him for the past uh two starts of his or three I do however remember many that. he had and uh i think i know mrazic is a good goaltender after holding him for the majority of last year through his injuries and just liking his play so i think yeah buy low sell high is a good strategy and i'm buying low on toronto goaltenders right now gonna give him a chance yeah mrazic's just gotta settle down or or something but well i just think the, he has the potential the, the to, be need there. to play a more rigorous defensive system that as well yeah that as well okay PuckLegends.ca is having a Father's Day sale, and you can use the code GOOD to get free shipping anywhere in North America. You can also use the code DAD to get free shipping anywhere in North America. And the code PUCK, P 
T-U-C-K, gets you 20% off any of your order. So you can get a couple of these shirts with those codes. They'll end up on your door for about 40 bucks Canadian, I believe. Not bad at all. Nah, man. Uh, PuckLudge.ca came out with a bunch of new designs recently, like Jerome McGinla. We got Doug oh, so Gilmore. Nice. Thomas Caberlet, Vincent LeCavalier. Oh my goodness. Mario Lemuse has been updated. It's looking real nice now. Nice. Uh, Mark Messier has a great one. Oh yeah, he does. PuckLudge.ca also has kid shirts available where they are a bit less. So if you want to get so your yeah, kid a shirt for Father's short. Day. Yeah, if you're super short or if probably if you're a girl flat flat chest a girl or if you have a girlfriend right. with a flat chest those might fit but they do have shirts for girls as well so just buy those ones or deck your girl out in one of these cool street style inspired by the cuts of balenciaga and off-white shirts that Damn. just that like girls just don't don't zoomer girls just like wear boys clothes now i i yeah yeah i feel like it's just kind of unisex at this point honestly so cop some of these unisex shirts so that you can get moochie sex moochie more sex yeah uh, especially what was it a hundred percent increase to your kill count they guarantee is, it's it like guarantee uh martin st louis says you should use the code good uh george peros from the de- peros, department of yeah. player safety from somewhere maybe well, not the nhl but from somewhere says uh says to use the code good as well Sheldon Keefe said it in, in an interview once as well, so... Yeah. yeah. Sheldon Keefe, uh, Keefe, but that's spelled... Uh, Keefe... Sorry, wait, hold on. Sorry, what? <laughs> Sheldon Keefe, but it's spelled K-Y-I-F. Yeah, yeah. You know? Keefe. Yeah, exactly. Like... I know what you mean. No, no do you, though? I don't know if I do now, yeah, now that you're questioning like me Kiev. so hard about it. You know, like Kiev? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Kiev. Kiev. Sheldon Kiev. Yeah, yeah. K-Y-I-F mm-hmm. said, said to use the code good. All right. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.